Kings. This is a very special podcast that you're listening to today. This is our Cash Game Strategy Podcast. We've been promising it for, for weeks now. We finally got it done. This podcast, Pat and I actually do live and in person, unlike other weeks. We are face-to-face getting in this information to teach you the basics of cash games. What is a cash game? What's the strategy? How is it different? And how do we each construct our lineups when we're putting together a cash game lineup in DraftKings? This episode is also special because I bring in my wife in this episode, and she gives us a little insight into how she would pick her players, you know, and and we talk some good stuff, man. We talk uh, tan lines. We talk, um, you know, if you're from South Africa or not. We talk about, you know, Louis Eustazen makes it. It's just a very informative, entertaining, highly entertaining show. My wife does it better than either one of us, so you'll you'll have to listen to the end to get her insight. I promise you it's worth it. Thanks again for the download. As always, check us out on Twitter at Tour underscore Junkies. Subscribe on iTunes, follow on SoundCloud, and be sure to leave us a comment. Tell us what you think about the show. Tell us if you have any feedback for us. We want you to thoroughly enjoy, um, especially these strategy podcasts. And we'll be putting out more of these in the coming weeks, including some web.com information, some European tour player info. We're going to have plenty of strategy shows for you and some more and some interviews as well uh, in the coming weeks. So thanks again for the download and may your screens be green. Golf addicts, David Barnett here. Pat Perry here. Live and in person. Live and in person. This is a first in the long two-month history of Tour Junkies, where Pat and I are in the same room face-to-face, we are here to talk about cash game strategy. So let me just say, if you are downloading this podcast, which we hope you're downloading it on iTunes or SoundCloud, and that you're subscribing on iTunes, following on SoundCloud, etc., that you are interested in cash game lineup construction and strategy so we've already done some podcasts in the past that kind of tell you you know what's a gpp what's a cash game the differences between the two we did a gpp lineup construction podcast a few uh, weeks back and posted that that is up on itunes and soundcloud as well for you to listen to so for this podcast we're going to strictly focus on cash games and lineup construction so this is a purely strategy show we're not going to talk about a tournament or player prices or anything because there are none we are going to talk about how you approach a cash game and how you make that screen green i'm excited about this pat are you i i'm all about it we're trying to make that money that's right man get that green screen disease right but you know it's interesting because being live like we are your wife is is clamor around in the background and all this stuff and I mean it's she's kinda of, it's kinda of distracting me a little bit, but you know, that's what this podcast is all about. You know, we are two regular guys with two real jobs and real, you know, regular hot wives walking around the house. Um, and you know, they just do what they do and we have to keep we have to maintain. We do. But you know what? Let's let's try to make the folks some money. Let's talk okay. about some strategy here. All right. So first of all the question is what is a cash game? What interesting question. Yeah, I think, you know, it's fairly easy 
but there's you know there's a lot of different games you can play in in DraftKings or FanDuel, whatever you're on. But in, in our case, it's golf, so golf is not on FanDuel. But it's to me a cash game when you get down to the root of it is almost like a bet. Mm. Mm. Now I know that's going. We're I going, think they're all bets. We're going. Barry. We're going against. We're going against what most. You know, it is a skill game. Now we don't encourage betting on the show. We don't encourage <clears throat> betting. But a cash game is it's it's fairly simple. There's three different types to me. You have a head to head, which you can play on DraftKings, which is just you against a single person. Mm. So if I was going to play David. And the head-to-head, that's a cash game to and, me. And I would say watch out for those because a lot of pros play head-to-heads, even for small dollar amounts that you would think they wouldn't mess around with, but they do. Yeah, and you got some sharks that play in those. And then another one would be what we would call a 50-50. So a 50-50 is when you enter a field of, say, 100 people, and the top 50 will win not quite double their money. So say it's a $10 bet, you'll actually win, I think it's $19 or something like that. Or if it's a $5, 50-50, you win $9. Yeah, we don't want you to do too much math. Yeah, It's basically DraftKings is going to take a 10% rake. Correct. So minus the 10% rake, you're going to get the rest yeah. of the pot. And then another example of a cash game would be a double up. So if you say bet $5 or play $5, you're actually going to double your money, which is $10. But it's not Good a, math. Good math. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But it's not a full uh, top 50% of the field like a 50-50 that wins. You actually, It's actually really top 40% mm-hmm. or somewhere around To there. make up for the rake. Yeah. Right. So, anyway, those to me are the main types of cash games that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, David plays more cash games than I do. I tend to like the tournament play just because I, I like the, the allure of the big – the big dollar, I guess you could say. But if you're going to build a build That's a bankroll in, in cash or in, in in DFS, cash games are the way to go. That's true. Pat's a Pat's a dollar chaser. I am. Um, he's true. all about that paper. But this is true. If you are going to build the bankroll, the double ups and fifty fifties are traditionally the way to go. Higher odds. You know, if you're used to betting like a spread or the line of a game or a golf tournament or whatever, which, again, we definitely do not advocate, but if you were to do so, um, you know, your cash game would be like betting a spread or an over-under or something like that, whereas your your parlay card would be like a GPP event. So it's uh, a... I- Totally. You, yeah. you agree? And I love okay. I love parlays. Right, I do like I like parlays as well, which is kind of weird, but um, so that would be you know some correlation to the betting world there. But that's basically what a cash game is. So the higher percentage payout is going to be your cash games, whereas your GPPs, which we've highlighted before, are usually your top twenty percent or or so. You know, I would say though, for us with the podcast. Mm. That a lot of our, uh, probably more of our value comes in as a GPP, or not a GPP, sorry, as a cash, you know, cash advice as opposed to a GPP. Because GPP can be pretty random. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about that in earlier podcasts with a millionaire maker, you know, David Duvall was in the lineup that won. Right. So it's, it's kind of a crapshoot. But we're going we're gonna to be able to throw out advice to the folks with players that, that people may not know. 
that can be great cash game players, but because they're listening to the podcast, they're, they're going to find out about these guys, whether it's a web.com or whether it's somebody who's under the radar but playing well lately. So to me, a lot of the value comes in for us in the cash game strategy. Agreed. I mean, I, I think for the most part, we look for cut makers, and that's what the cash game's about. So there are a couple of times, though, when even even myself, who tends to be a cash game player, would not play a cash game. That would be if the tournament has no cut mm-hmm. or a very limited field. So some WGC events have both, where you have you know 70-player fields, 60-player fields, no cut. Uh, the Hero World Challenge does some weird stuff where there's like 18 or 30-something players, no cut. Anytime there's a no, there's basically no cut, I stay off of cash games. And in general, I would recommend you just stay away and just period. Yeah. Just because you're, you know, we talk about gaining your edge, right? Your edge in that research and that knowledge is best, you know, utilized and taken advantage of when there is a cut because you know something that the average player does not. So when there's no cut and it's just, you know, kind of a crapshoot, like you said, the the cash game is probably best avoided. Would you agree? I would. And, I mean, it's similar to I, – I would assume that we have a lot of listeners that mm, uh, play. A lot of listeners. Maybe I shouldn't assume too many listeners. But, <laughs> but that, that play, you know, football or NFL lineups or NFL DFS, it's kind of like a short – or NBA, really, where there's a short slate of games – and it's it's harder to I mean there, there there's really not a way you can gain your edge against you know all the other players that are that are playing in and and whether it's a tournament or a, or a cash game that night because there's just there's there's so few amount of players you know it's just so random right it's too random right and so when you have a short field event and a no cut event. It's so much harder to to really gain an edge over the rest of the players. Where it's really, it's really just it's it's more luck, right? Than, than than normal. And we're not about luck. That's we're about right. Skill. That's right, man. Because DFS is a game of skill, as we know. It's all skill here at Tour Junkies. Okay, so with that being said, let's talk about now that we've defined what a cash game is, when to play them, when not to play them. Let's talk strategy. You being the GPP guy that you are, when you enter a double up and you're thinking about how am I going to make this lineup, tell me your thought process and how you do it and what typically it ends up looking like for you, other than a green screen. <laughs> for me, my first thought is, can all six of these guys make the cut? And does at least one or two of these guys have a chance to win? That That's sort of my, for me, now I am more of a GPP player, mm-hmm. but for me with the cash game, I want to make sure at least all of these guys have a shot to make the cut. And, and I don't want to take too many flyers on, on, on folks. I'm not as worried about price as I am worried about whether or not they're going to make the cut. Okay, so cut makers, number one. And then you're looking at guys who can potentially win number two. So what about when you're doing a cash game, do you want to have all of your salary cap used? Yeah, I think that's – well, that's actually a good question because I don't 
I know it's a good question. I don't think you have to have all – I think people worry too much about that salary cap. Even in they the cash sit, game, though? Even in the cash game. They sit there and they say, okay, I got $400 left. Well, let me let me tinker with this guy and pull this guy out or take this guy in. I don't necessarily think that it's all about you know how much you have left. But I do think you, you need to, especially in golf, you need to utilize as much of that salary cap as you can. But – Again, to me, I'm, I'm still just looking top to bottom of those six guys. Are these six guys folks that I think I can, they're going to make the cut and can at least one or two of them have a shot at winning? Because the, the bonus points are huge. I mean, those bonus points that you get for if you're in first or second can make a difference between whether or not you're going to cash in a double up or not cash. Because if you look, I mean, if you play in a large double up, I mean, it's, it's one or two points yeah. that you could be you could be missing that could, could cause you not to catch. And so those the bonus points matter and the cut making the cut matters. So I, I don't know. I mean to me it doesn't okay. make it, it it's not a huge factor on filling the entire salary cap. Okay, so what about this? Where do you start? So draft so DraftKings has the prices out, you're looking do you go so I think the average the average price when you start out is like eighty three hundred dollars. So do you start at 83? Do you start at the top? What do you no, do? No, I like to start at the bottom. I go from the bottom up. Oh, so you, you learn from the you learn Yeah, from I learned from, learn from, from you a little bit, I guess. Oh, all right, grasshopper. <laughs> all right. I mean, is that how you do it? I don't know. That I mean, is how know. I do it. I think I've said that on the show a couple times. Well, You're maybe, acting like you don't remember. But I you know. don't remember. I mean, I think I came up with that. I think the uh, IPA is getting through your head a little bit. No, I mean, I, I th- I'm pretty sure I came up with that. But, um, <laughs> you didn't come up with that. <laughs> That's how I do it. Well, I can't do it that way either. No, you can. It's just you used to not do it that way. Now all of a sudden you do. Just Wait, like, you've never asked me that question on how I do it. Like you've never said how do you start your lineup. I've never asked you, but I have said this is how I start my lineups, and you've never been like, oh, I do too. It might just be that y'all do it the same way. So yeah, so maybe we do it the same way. <laughs> I don't think so. But continue. Continue. Okay. So anyway, I do like to start at the bottom. Really? Tell me more. And and go up from there. Okay. How does that look though? As you go up, what do you mean? You you scroll up on your. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, old man. <laughs> so when I start at the bottom, I'm scrolling up until I find the guy that I can live with making the cut. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what you do. Of course. Right. Like you've done that the whole time. I mean, right? it's easy. Right, right. No, but I do. I like to scroll up. Okay. Find the guys that I like. It may, you know, it may not be the first one I come to, but the reason is, is because I like to know the cheapest guy I can fit into the lineup, mm-hmm. so that I can get the most expensive guy in there. Mm-hmm. And so I actually am. It's kind of like a book. You know, you you kind of look. At, you like to to read the beginning, but you you read books. Some, you read books. I do read books sometimes. But sometimes I'm kind of like a. I want to see the end of the book. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to. I want. To, I want to know what's what's going to happen at the end. Okay. So I kind of go top to bottom, and then I you mean to bottom middle, to top or bottom to top. Whatever. Really? See, see, even your subconscious knows that you typically go top to bottom, but you're just copying me. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so I go top to bottom, and you mean then bottom I, to top. <laughs> <laughs> bottom to top. And then started I, from the bottom now, yeah. <laughs> started from the bottom now, my old team, yeah. 
A little Will Wilcox, Drake. You know, we had an ed- we had an edit session tonight on the on this. So <laughs> you're going to edit a lot of this out on the episode. <laughs> uh, anyway, you start from the bottom, you go to the top, and then what? Totally distracted me. Anyway, so I do like to look at the bottom and the top, mm-hmm. and then I go to the middle. Okay. Okay. So you go to the bottom. Then the top. Then, then I like the middle. To, then I like to look around the middle or whatever. Okay. Okay. See who I like in those. But again, I mean, you know, prices are, are crazy every week. You never know. Yeah. So it's, it's you got to look, for one, you have to look at every, you can't just go from the top. You get really sc- passionate about it. And this. scroll down to like the 7,000 range and then forget about who's under it. Because I think a lot of people do that. They, they sit there and they're like, I like this guy, I like this yeah, guy. Yeah. They go all the way down to 7000 or whatever the price is that's you know, kind of their bottom. And then they forget about those cheap guys. And it, 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 and it, and it hinders them from getting you like know, a, like more a, expensive guys into their lineup. Like a Tyrone can... Van Asswagon. Yeah. Why would you forget about him? Yeah. So you never do a like studs and duds lineup? I will. For, I, in a cash game? I have no if you problem, have the right dud? I have no problem with doing a studs and duds. If you have the right dud. If I have the right dud. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty... You stole my thunder there, Perry. I mean, that's pretty much how I look at my lineups as well. Well, you asked me. I'm the GPP guy. I should be asking you these questions. Well... Tell me how you construct the lineup, Mr. Cash Game. I, I go from... I mean, I go from the bottom... And I work my way up. I'll fill a, I'll fill a roster. You know, I usually do like a first, like a like a gut feeling lineup. You know, like on Monday when the prices come out. Typically, they come out on Mondays. DraftKings is known to put them out on Tuesdays just to screw with us. But um, I will put out a Monday. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll open it up on Monday. I'll start from the bottom. I'll fill it up to six, and then I'll see what kind of cash I have left. I'll you know take out some players I feel less confident in making the cut. I'll fill it in from there. And I usually do a few lineups before before Thursday lock. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely, the only real difference I feel in the cash game than you is it's all about six people making the cut. I don't care if there's two people in there who I think can win. It's just six people making the cut. I just don't think, at the end of the day, if you have six of six or even five of six in a double up or a 50-50, you're going to win. See, I, I, the, the, the reason I disagree with that is, is I think that if you have the winner or if you, if you have that mentality that you're trying to pick the winner, you mitigate the risk if you miss a, miss a guy on a cut. So if, if say, um, for instance, you have Kevin Kisner and he's the winner that week. And you you feel really strongly about Kisner being in your lineup, and you're going to build lineups around him because you think he can win. Not not only make the cut, but you think he can win. But then you have a guy that you feel like is going to make the cut. You know, like a a Zach Johnson or somebody. But then all of a sudden, Zach does not make the cut, and Zach always makes a cut. But you got Kisner in your lineup, who's say won the tournament or finished second, and he's got you those bonus points. And he's really taken away the points you're missing out of the guy that you really thought was going to miss 
or make the cut. So that's why I feel like there's 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 a reason to feel like you want to have the guys that can win the tournament. Yeah. Because they can offset and mitigate that risk of, of the guys that, you know, for some reason, whether it's – who knows why they missed the cut, because they're always cut makers. Yeah, I mean, I just – I think – I don't know. I think that's overthinking it a little bit, but you know, it is what it is. That's why you're a better GPP player and I'm a better cash player than, than you are. Okay. For the most part. You um, are. You are. Um, well, I mean, I'm not even how's your beer, by stuff. the way? How's your beer? Is it good? I mean, it's okay. Are we edit- editing these part- this part? <laughs> are we editing your, your slurring? <laughs> yes. No, we're not. <laughs> All right, so um, any other factors in your cash game play, or is that pretty much that's that's it? That's pretty much it. That's it. I mean, so know. cash game is where it's at. That's where you build your bankroll. That is that is where if you're a beginner, if you're if you are not wanting to lose a lot, you need to play cash games. That's why I like cash games because I just like winning something. I just like the thrill of winning. I don't have to win. You know, I mean, I'd be nice to win $100,000, but I don't have to win that. I just like winning something. And the double-ups and the 50-50s is where that is at. So that's what I like about the cash game. And DraftKings gives you plenty of opportunities to do so. Um, well, we got one more thing that we really need to, we need to address, and that is since we were live and in person, Pat, I think it's only fitting that we – put my wife on and have her break down how she picks her cash lineups. Um, You know, seeing as though she's never played DraftKings before, but she is obviously a devoted tour junkies, you know, listener and fan and all around supporter. You know, it's just kind of how she does DraftKings herself. Like how do you, babe, how do you do your cash game lineups? Well, you mean if I was going to do a cash? If you were going to do a cash game lineup, what would that look game like? Lineup. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have like a list I could look at? No. Okay. I really don't. I mean, because I mean, there's not a thing this pictures. week. You need right. like paint by numbers. <laughs> no, we don't have any. We don't have any players for you to look at this week. It's okay. Just, it's just. Well, when you look at it, it starts with like the most expensive Wait, one. Wait, can right? I ask you this? Mm-hmm. Do you start at the bottom or the top? Because Pat doesn't remember where he starts. Well, I, I like scan the whole thing and assess the situation. And then I might go back and kind of tag some people that I'm kind of looking at. But at the bottom? Well, it's the most the expensive at the top, right? Right, yeah. right. And then I start at the top. Okay. Okay. But I'm just like assessing. You like the top? So it's not like I, <laughs> it's not like I started at the bottom, now I'm here. Well, now you're what? Are you Scott? <laughs> Whatever it is. So now I'm here. <laughs> Come on, man. Jeez, man. <clears throat> Started from the bottom. Now I'm here. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, so you start at the top because you like the top. Stop. Yes. Yes. So I scan from the top down. To, like, see what's going on. What do we have going on? Mm, mm-hmm. First, I see, are there any names that I recognize? Mm. Mm. Like, who would be some names that you, names that you recognize? <laughs> um, let's see. Like, Kisner. Okay. Kevin Kisner. Kevin. Mm-hmm. 
Is there any chance that you look at how handsome they may be? Is there a photo beside it yes, or a flag? Yes, there's a photo. There's a photo. There's a, like... If you click on the player name, there's yeah. a country that they're Okay, there's a 90% chance that I'll look at the handsome level. Oh, wow, I didn't know so, it was that high. <laughs> so if they are handsome, and if then you are... No, that's not the only thing. Like, I do check to see you just if look at handsome. You just look to see if they're handsome for fun? <laughs> well, you know, like, if they have the, the forehead line, then I might pick them because I would think that means they practice a lot. This is true. I've seen her do that, actually. She picked a guy with a really white forehead because she figured he practices a bunch. I mean, that's not a terrible strategy if you've <laughs> no, never like watched. That. Like <laughs> Pat's like, I might use that strategy next time. Which, like, this is a terrible example, but Tiger has that. You know, if he takes his hat off once in a blue moon, he has, like, a white forehead and then, like, a black face. Wow. You don't have to get racist on this show. This is not a this is not a racist show. You don't have to get racist. Okay. So <laughs> Okay, so after you decide if they're handsome and if they have a tan line. The what handsome is, is just like I'm just, just checking in. Daydream? I'm just checking in. What the f is going on? I'm just checking in. Okay. So you run across Brooks Kepka and you want to put him in all six of your roster spots is basically what you're telling me. Mm. You're the one that has a man. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Pat on that. This is I true. I couldn't this tell you true. what I would Brooks do Kepka that. looks like. I would do that. I couldn't pick Brooks okay. Kepka. Okay, anyway. Because you have a man crush on doesn't mean you're white. Okay, okay, next. True. So your next qualification is? Um, I like South Africans. Okay. Oost something. Hoosen? Who's Tazen? Or if you're Pat, if you're Pat, four beers in, it's Hoosen. Who's Tazen? It's Who's Tazen? I don't. Louis. I mean, I know he's like. You like Louis? He's a catch. Okay. He's also known to withdraw a lot because he has back and neck issues. So. Don't we all? I mean, is he over thirty? Yeah, but all okay. of them are, and none of them withdraw like that. Like, well, maybe he doesn't want to have like one foot in the grave over, you know, just money. <laughs> okay. 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 Continue. So then. So South Africans. So like handsome. South Africans. Then South Africans. Okay. No, the handsome is not the top. Okay, so South Africans is top. I would say the the forehead line is probably top. Forehead line is top. Then South African. Then I. Check. So if you're a South African with a tan line. Especially you, if you're a you're black going up. South African, but but they don't. A black South African. <laughs> Wait a second. We're getting into. Oh. Hold up. Wait. I don't even think there's a black South African on tour no, other than Brendan Grace's cat. Maybe if you let your guests talk a little oh, bit sorry. on this show, I was about to say there's no black South Africans sorry. on tour. But if there were, that would be number one. Then I would pick that. Huh. Mm. Nice. Okay, another thing By is. By the way, did you know that <laughs> my cousin is married to a South African? Do you like him? Or I her? love the guy. Does he have and a camera? He has line? a great. His, Demeanor is awesome. He's a They're hard chill. worker. Yeah. And he has a great accent. And, like, if he says something to me, I believe what he says. No he matter could, what. He could tell me that the sky is black. And I'd totally. be like, dude, you're talking to me in the South African accent. Yep. Does, does he withdraw from, like, Thanksgiving dinners and stuff a lot? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> he doesn't. I well, think for the most part, you know, just to throw it back, maybe Louis just a pansy who withdrew from a Fourth of July dinner once. 
to win a poker game. Exactly. That's dedication. Did you do that? I'm yes. bringing home the bacon for my family. Although we do not encourage gambling on this show. Okay, continue. Tan lines, South African, and then what? I'm I also look. Okay, I also look for Asians because I know that golf is on the rise in Asia. How do you know that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, is that because you see that in the media? I think it's. Do you believe everything you read on the internet? The tour junkies. No, I know. I know. Legitimately, I saw a magazine cover where it was like Forbes Business or something, and the guys on the cover were like the guys that brought golf to Asia. You know, a couple weeks ago, the tour junkies had our Asian player of the week. We did, and I'm sure that you listened to that, but don't read too much into that. We really weren't saying like no, Asian players. No, are. I know. You just but Asian, it. there's some good Asians out there. You just gotta take a flavor of it. But yeah. I'm just saying I need an Asian on the roster. So I'm neither South African or Asian and somehow you married me. I don't I don't understand how and I don't have terrible tan lines. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I made the cut. I didn't say it was the most attractive. I said you know these are the things I would do to pick okay. my line okay. up. So All right, so, make money here, so tan, not, that's you know, right. See, that's, that's right. That's my girl. So mm, tan okay. line, South African, Asian. If none of those fit into your salary cap range that you need, what what do you where do you go from there? Then I go on who I've heard David Barnett say their name the most. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Why don't you say who Pat Perry's though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard David Barnett's commentary a lot more, like infinite times more mm. on the golf makes sense, situation. Pat. Makes, makes sense. sense. Have you seen who makes more money in this? Whoa. Okay. Oh! <laughs> Whoa. Money leader for 20, 2015? Yeah, but have you cast in the last few weeks? Yeah, I have. I finished first, you remember? In our league. Did you? Remember I finished first? Just bumped. So, um, right. so good job, David. Back on Thanks, man. task here, peeps. Any uh, any closing comments, uh, Miss Barnett? This has been very enlightening. You know, hopefully, a lot of our our listeners, all three of them, will. Well, here's one more thing. Okay. I don't like. This is the thing. Like, if they don't look very athletic, or if they have like gynecomastia, gynecomastia. What? <laughs> I never heard that. What is that? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Gynecomastia? No, mastia. Gynecomastia? I call it nastia on accident because I think it's nasty. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm confused. Do I have that? <laughs> I don't think. Not the last time I saw him, you didn't have it. I drank four beers tonight. Do I have that? <laughs> <laughs> Gynecomastia is man Phil Mickelson has it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet y'all never said man boobs on this podcast. We have not. We've not gotten there yet. I, Started from the bottom now yet. I would say what I, I like to call them, but that's probably not for this podcast. So, wait a minute. So, the qualification is tan line on the forehead, <laughs> South African, Asian, without gynecomastia. A.K.A. Mastia. So, tan line on the forehead, South African or Asian, not named Phil Mickelson. And Phil hasn't been doing great lately, am I right? Am you're I right, right, you're right. That's a good call. Right. Good call. Maybe his guy Kamasi is getting in the way of a swing plane. I mean, I know they get in the way of mine, so. Uh-huh. 
Amen. <clears throat> I just, I feel like I've, my whole DFS world has been turned upside down <laughs> in the last 10 minutes. I don't know, I don't know, you know, what's up and what's down. Well, hopefully not your, hopefully not your man boobs are down. <laughs> we know from, I'll start from the top or the bottom, depending on what you <laughs> right, ask. Right, right, right. Well, that's, um, that is enlightening. Um, I think we just end there. I don't know how we can end there. There's nothing else to say. Okay. Well. Cheers. Thank you, Miss Barnett. Welcome. Anytime, guys. For being on the show. Hey, how was dinner? Dinner was excellent. Dinner, I've never had a better dinner in my okay, life. Don't break my mind, guys. Yeah. Cheers. And uh, see ya. What will you discover in Asheville, North Carolina? Your inner explorer as you hike mountain trails. Your creative streak as you stroll the River Arts District. In Asheville, the answers can surprise you. Don't miss Summer of Glass, now through September, featuring Chihuly at Biltmore and a community-wide celebration of glass with local exhibitions and tours. Visit exploreashville.com to plan your stay. Asheville, discovery inside and out. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply.